that like come from stories we know like Lord of the Rings or something mm -hmm. but this might be my favorite sequel ever all of the cockpit scenes are all practical because John Hamm to me is like society yeah. telling men you can't be that masculine that's yeah. too dangerous you can't do it and Tom Cruise breaks protocol steals, steals a plane <laughs> and <laughs> steals a multi-million dollar plane that they can't fly anymore because yeah. he got so much g-force bent the yeah. metal i mean who played like, goose? Is, is, did the guy who played goose is that his father because i would like, i would not be surprised because that was so the, perfect the stash and the shirt like so just good. like bring it yeah. all so together Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Steak, a podcast all about diving into the meat of movies. Mm -hmm. We are here to analyze some of the themes, the philosophies, the magnificence that comes with cinema these days. And sometimes it's just really easy to look at all the pretty things, but sometimes they're really saying something. And Gotta we're here. Gotta get to the substance. The substance. The protein. We're not, we're not here to, to put sauce all over everything. We're getting down into the meat of the movie. So my name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, and I can't do this podcast without my wonderful co-hosts, Zach Peak. Hi. And Chase Nelson. Hey. <laughs> Why did you do a creepy voice? <laughs> hey, come on over. You sound like a sports announcer. I'm going to be the like jazz radio guy. Ooh, nice oh. and slow. Hey. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so uh, what movie, for those who are not watching uh, the YouTube feed, um, what movie did we just go see? We just went and saw Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick after, what, 33 years? 36, 36 isn't it? years. I heard yeah. 36, yeah. Someone can Google that while we're It was listening. 86 when the first one came out. 36-year gap. Which, which we, was eight years before I was born. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have come back to Top Gun. Um, let's do first, impre first impressions. The presentation of this steak. How was it? First impressions. Oh, this steak was the perfect medium rare. That's how yeah. I like mine. It was like a top, like filet mignon. This was a great steak. It was top notch. The outside was perfect. The inside, it's a Top Gun movie. Top Gun's a little bit blunt. It's not always, it's not some subtle artistic piece, you know, but it was great. This, I loved it. I fairly no, enjoyed that meal. I think filet mignon's a terrible steak, but I know it's, a, it is a nice steak. So I'll give, give it I don't that. know cuts. So it's, just tell it's, me this what's This is the ribeye. Cause this is delicious. Okay. I like uh, it. It's got some fatty marbles yeah, in there. You yeah. Give it some flavor or tri-tip. I don't know. Whatever it is our, good. Our rating system's going to vary wildly. <laughs> oh yeah. This podcast. So <laughs> if you want something concrete <laughs> that makes sense every time you hear it, this, you are going to be very disappointed. In this, th this movie is easily like a, a good, like prime, you know, like USDA Prime, it's probably it's not like marinating. a. It's not the Wagyu, no you Wagyu. know. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, or the Kobe. It's not it's, either. Yeah, of those. but it's a, it's, it's primo. Oh, it's. This, this movie is a ten out of ten. This movie is so good. This is like 10. the perfect American movie. Yeah. Which I, I haven't feel seen like a movie. All those other steaks are like foreign steaks. This is the perfect American movie. Yeah, Dune aside, because I was waiting for that for so mm, long, and yeah. I'm gonna exclude that. I haven't seen a movie this good in so long. It was like a breath of fresh air. All right. Start to finish. Okay. Excellent. Fair enough. I would agree. I was literally could not take my eyes off this movie the whole time. It was, it was doing. So, good. so I went in, I prepped, I rewatched the original Top Gun, mm -hmm. and then, like, it was better, way better 
than the first Top Gun. I am I'm hot taking right now. I think this is better well, than the original Top that's Gun. That's a pretty hot take, but <laughs> I did have a similar thought. I didn't think it was better. I but I I thought because I love the original. Mm-hmm. I, I I watched it like a week ago, and that movie still holds up when you watch it. It does just yeah. as good. Like it's, it's very it's, grainy these days. Yeah, but. it's so good. It's so good. It's so fun. And this movie was it was the same. It was like it was really good. It was really mm-hmm. fun. And it held up to like the energy of the first one, yeah, really, and yeah. on purpose. Like they obviously mm-hmm. do a lot of callbacks. Yep. Fan, I mean, the whole fan, intro you know, sequence is basically an entire callback. I walk yeah, back and yeah. I'm like, "Are we just rewatching the first <laughs> well, Top Gun?" And and I don't remember how the first one does. The first one end with those, like, not head their little headshot clips with the names of the actors and the character name. Did the, um, I turned it off before the credits. I think the so first think one it, did that too. I think it ends it the same way. I think, yeah. I think it was pretty Book close to, yeah. to, it was very, they were like, you know what, let's just do Top Gun and update it. Like it's yeah. the same movie, but I, I'm with Jesse. I think this was a much better movie. I, I understand if there's sentimental value or if you want to give Top Gun credit for being new and something very different when it yeah. came out. If you want to give it credit for that, I think that's totally fair. But as a movie, I thought the story, the character development, yeah. it was just so, so good. Well, and here's some things. Part of the reason I think this was so good was, okay, so Tom Cruise specifically doesn't really do sequels, right? And he well, was been wait, what? Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible. Say, which we just saw a preview for. <laughs> but Mission Impossible is like the one, right? Like okay. he doesn't he doesn't come back to stuff. He's like I'm moving forward. Was there he, no that's why he to runs. Benjamin Button? That's why he runs this way is because he's always running forward <laughs> yeah. to his next movie. Okay? <laughs> fair. So okay, fair enough. He was waiting for the perfect story and for the technology to exist mm. that they could do this. So here's something you guys may not have known: every flight sequence. All of the cockpit scenes are all practical. They all actually happened in the air. There's no green screen. They did not reshoot on green screen. Mm -hmm. They had to wait until they could create cameras and work with the Navy to put them in the cockpit. Wow. So cool. And they... The actors were responsible for starting and stopping the cameras, and the director had no idea what they were capturing while they were up there. They were just up there Mm -hmm. and then they had cameras mounted on the outside of the plane so they could get all of those flights all those shots of the planes from the exterior all real there's no cgi planes in this which which they were incredible to look at phenomenal it was so good and so then on top of that all of the actors had to go through three months of training on how to be in a plane so like the g-force and yeah, stuff. Yeah. so they did like i think they did a month with the navy and then tom cruise built his own training program oh yeah for of course he did three months they went through to prep for this movie so what part of the reason this movie is so phenomenal is because it's it's not cga cgi garbage which yeah. i mm-hmm. love cgi yeah but it's like you can feel that it's real. It like you look at it and you're like, man, this feels really good. Why does this feel really good? It's because it was all real. They did all those maneuvers. No, obviously the actors are not flying the planes, but all of the maneuvers yeah. you see happen, happened. Yeah. And it is phenomenal. I have another reason why they might've waited so long. What is that? Cause they had to wait for miles Teller to come, along. come of age because <laughs> oh my he is a perfect Son of Goose. <laughs> I mean, who played like, Goose? Is, Goose. Is, did the guy who played Goose, is that his father? Because I would I, I would not be surprised. Because that was so the, perfect. The stash and the shirt, like, so just, good. like, bring it yeah. all so together. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we've given our initial impressions. We, we've talked about some hot takes. Let's dive into why this is so good. Besides just the, the fluff of, you know, nostalgia, mm-hmm. the practical effects, were, which were very good, um, the... 
the Danger Zone theme that they oh turned into an gosh. instrumental track that was orchestral in the background that would just play randomly. And you're like, why do I feel like I need to like be moving on this instrumental track? It's because it's Danger Zone, just orchestral version. I drove my minivan home so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the orchestral version of Danger Zone? No, I, I, no, just the wind. The wind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's dive into some of the themes. Let's explore some of the themes that this movie presents. So do you want to kick us off, Zach? Yes, but I have a quick question. Yes. Um, how do we want to do spoilers for this? Because it's a new movie. I'm, I would prefer we just, you know, listen to this after you've seen it. Yes. You know? Yeah, let's but just, let's just spoiler warn you. Alert. Okay. Spoiler alert. We're going to dive into <laughs> themes and ideas. We're going to talk about everything. Stuff, yeah. And we need to kind of be able to talk about all of it. So, so spoiler if, alert. If you haven't seen it, pause right now. Go Keep to the in your little, to like, your theater. Halfway yeah. played. Go see it and then come back, like, immediately. After it's, like, washed over you and you fully process yeah. the amazingness you saw. So. Okay. So kick us off with the first thing we want to talk about. Well, I thought they did a great job with the story here. And Top Gun, the original, has a good story to it. You know, It's a little light, it's a in little my light. opinion. No, it, and I would agree, but I think it's good enough. I yes, think Top it's serviceable. The, the first Top Gun, and this Top Gun as well, but not as much, they're blunt instruments. They're mm -hmm. not some subtle artistic movie. They're not something like, ooh, you know, you have to notice this. Like Jesse and I saw a movie years ago called The Green Knight, and yes. like I, I found a YouTube thing where there's just so so much symbolism and all this. This is not this is not that movie. This is a pretty blunt object. But the story was really good, and I thought they did a really great job of showing one of the themes that I picked up on that I liked was Tom Cruise trying to figure out how to deal with the fact. That his best friend's son, who his best friend died with him, you know, in training while flying. Spoiler plane. for original Top Gun. <laughs> like, if you're, if you need to All is lost alert, on you if you don't know that. For a 36-year-old movie, man, I can't help you. I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast at that point. Yeah. But, but you know, so this this kid is a top fighter. And he's not a kid, but he's a kid to Tom Cruise's character. And he's seen him grow up. He's, you know, he says at one point in the movie, I've tried to be a dad to him in some ways. I tried to care for his mom and respect his mom's wishes as to her son, you know, and now he's, he's, he's a great pilot, but he's conservative and he has some drawbacks and he really has to figure out a way through all that, you know, through his own guilt. Cause he has, you can see in the movie, he hasn't forgiven himself. He hasn't let that weight off his chest still. And so he has to figure out how to try to be a surrogate father for his best friend's son for, you know, if in, in the first one you see, they, they really care and love each other. You know, Tom Cruise and his, you know, uh, Maverick loves goose and his whole family. Mm. You know, they have a great relationship and then goose dies during, you know, these training exercises and it's not really Maverick's fault. And they mention you know, he's cleared of everything in, in the, you know, from the incident and everything, but he still just takes it on himself. Survivor's guilt too. Yeah, he's got some survivor's guilt, and he's like, "This guy had a family, and I'm just, you know, off going crazy, flying planes fast." So well, and and the end of Top Gun shows him throwing Goose's dog tags into the ocean, where it's mm -hmm. like, "Oh, I've gotten over this. I've I I no longer have guilt over this." But it's like this movie cuts in what thirty years later, and they're like, "Yeah." He's still struggling with this, but I think it's to even expound on that more. I would say this is almost more of an accepting responsibility thing, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, he's taken this guilt of he's, he's, he's realized Goose's death is not his fault necessarily, but he now feels this responsibility for taking care of his son and being that, and that father figure, is right? such a true thing because in communities, uh, there's been research and they've showed that if a boy loses his father, you know, or if a boy doesn't have his father around or something like that that sets him on a very bad path. 
Mm. It's very difficult for that boy to grow into a young man and a man and overcome that. But a boy can lose his father and turn out okay if there are men in the community that reach out to him and care for him and help him and are kind of icons. And, and you know, maybe there's no one that he's super close to as a father, but he's got a number of them. And I think that's kind of, you know, like you said, it may not be his his fault. You know, it may not be that, you know, he needs to blame himself, but he does have a responsibility, you know, because this was his best friend and he cared for this guy and he cared for this family. And, you know, that family lost a father. And so it's kind of his duty, his responsibility to step up and care for this young boy. And then as he grows into a man and becomes a fighter pilot. Yeah. And we, we see Tom Cruise even in fact, try to almost overprotect him. Right. Cause there's a, yeah. there's a whole plot point where he has, he takes, um, rooster goose's son roosters, um, paperwork out of the Naval Academy and it's it application back, his for application. flight school. Yeah. So it sets him back. What did he say? Four years, mm-hmm. something like that. Cause yeah. he would have gone to the Naval Academy for college and been able to start working on his pilot stuff in college. Right. Instead, I'm guessing he said four years cause you know, either he, he got in another program or he probably went to school or something. His mom was probably like, you got to go to school. Right. <laughs> you know, so he probably went to college somewhere. And, you know, that's four years that he wasn't able to be in the pilot program. Yeah. So almost overcompensating in his responsibility. Chase, thoughts on this idea of accepting responsibility or anything of that nature? I had different thoughts. Go ahead. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I'll read you guys something, then I'll try to make this coherent on the fly. Uh so this made me think of some Jordan Peterson stuff. Okay. He okay. talks about being dangerous. Okay. He um, says a good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. And my other page um, says it's very helpful for people to hear that they should make themselves competent and dangerous and take their proper place in the world. There's nothing to you otherwise. If you're not a formidable force, there's no morality in your self-control. Um, if you're incapable of violence, not being violent is a virtue. And it's kind of like they tie into like the martial arts kind of teaching where you they teach you to be violent and they teach you to be competent and they teach you to have self-control. And this ties into, I mean, back to the original movie, the famous quote where he's like, I don't like you. You're dangerous. Mm. He's like, I am dangerous. <laughs> and then we fast forward into this movie and he's still that like dangerous maverick that he's mm. famous for. But what's really cool in this movie well, the first thing in the beginning, they, they tell him that quote where they, they cancel him from his program and they send him to Top Gun school again, like out of, almost like out of, you know, it's begrudging, it's like almost spite. And they say, you're, they're talking about like drone technology and they're like, your kind's going extinct. And he's mm-hmm. like, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and, yep. and I love that because to me, this movie was a big, it was a refreshing take on real like masculinity in mm-hmm. our culture. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of that Jordan Peterson stuff because he's dangerous. But what's really cool about this movie is you see him, he has it under like absolute control. Mm-hmm. Unlike and the first one where he's the first a little one, more. The first one, he, he kind of does, but they don't see it. You, you, you don't, you're not really sure yet because he's kind of like this younger pilot. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, that plays out in that movie, right? But it is kind of like, is he, you know, is he going to get someone hurt, you know, and, he, and all that. But in this one. He's he's competent. He had he's he's still dangerous. He's pushing limits. You know, he he pushes that plane like past ten G's. Yeah. And he's like he's key- and what's really cool. He's like uh, he's keeping himself at a captain. And it's it, you know, coming from the military that that would be like a really negative thing, like not progressing in rank mm-hmm. and achieving. But he he talks about he knows who he is and that that's who he is. 
and being a captain, it's like, because he gets to be a, an aviator, a pilot, and that's who, he, and he knows that's who he is. And so mm -hmm. that's where he's competent. That's where he's dangerous, but he has it, you know, under full self-control and that plays out through the whole movie. Yeah. And it, he redeems himself in, in the eyes of all his naysayers throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. And I saw that as, you know, you don't see it in, in movies so much where they, they usually have to like downgrade masculinity with maybe like a female character or some, which another thing in this movie is the female characters were not that there's a female pilot, but they don't, mm -hmm. there's no, they don't make her a crazy. Man and they don't make yeah. her. They, they do it. They do a good job of it because there are female pilots and they're awesome. It's yeah. totally something a female can do in the military well. And, but yeah, to me, this would, I saw this huge masculinity theme that was refreshing mm -hmm. because they're really, I thought it was glorifying it, showing you what, good masculinity is being dangerous, being competent and having it under self-control mm -hmm. Yeah, to the benefit of others. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That was one of the themes that I kind of picked up on too, is it wasn't like all of his, to kind of combine the two themes we've talked about, it's like him accepting responsibility for um, Rooster is this masculinity, right? He's, he's going and he's like, I have something to contribute. I am stepping up as, mm -hmm. as a father figure where it's like recently in cinema, the man's basically always an idiot, right? Like yeah. they've, they've really made men these lousy, lazy yeah. father figures, or they're just incompetent. They're men. all Homer and, Simpson or Ray Romano, you know, they're doofuses. Right. Mm -hmm. And this movie was like, no, I have something to offer as a man. There's something I can do. And I'm accepting my responsibility as um, a man to ta help take care of this boy that is becoming a man. Mm -hmm. I'm able to use my strength. I mean, he says, Tom Cruise gives this quote where he's like, I'm a fighter pilot. Like, that's who I am. It's who <laughs> I am in my soul. I don't know how to, he's like, I don't know how to teach that or make someone else that, but it's who I am. Right. And it's like, he's identified who he is. And like you said, he understands where his power is. He knows he can be dangerous, but he, like you said, I, I thought that was super, um, insightful that he has that danger under control he never puts someone else in danger but he is always you know there's constantly this this theme of it's it's not the plane it's the the pilot in the box they keep saying this and yeah, it's in like the box and he's like and that's very much the same thing he's like it's not about like your it's not your gender right it's like who you are and yeah. what you decide to do with it and he he really you know shows masculinity in a really powerful way in this movie uh, it's, you know, going off what Chase said and what you just said, I loved that in, in the first movie, I think I'm going to disagree with Chase a little bit. I think he is reckless and he starts oh, yeah. off and I think, you know, you mentioned it's like, is, is he, is well, it's, he, it's kind of an unknown, yeah. and it's not, but he starts off that movie reckless yeah. and he's awesome, but he's reckless. Yeah. And what I loved about this movie is he took all of that just intuitiveness and incredible skill for flying and he's just insane. One of my favorite scenes is, uh, you know, the uh, Ice, Iceman, he dies. You know, he, he's got throat cancer. You know, he's always kind of protected Maverick because he did go up the chain. You know, he did mm -hmm. take he every did step. Progression. He did the progression and became Admiral of the entire Pacific Fleet, which is pretty cool. And they said, yeah. you should be a, you should be like a two-star Admiral yeah, by now. Like, to Maverick. that's what Maverick should have been. <laughs> yeah. But Maverick was like, I want to keep flying. And, but yeah. Ice went up the progression. And Ice, you know, they became great friends. You know, they've been friends for 35 years now. And so Ice always protected him. And that Ice is the one who got him in Top Gun. And But then Ice passes away because he has cancer. And just as, you know, a couple notes, I thought they respected the characters so well. Because mm. so many sequels, I can't tell you how much I 
got frustrated by the Star Wars sequels where Luke Skywalker, who is the hero, who grows through three movies, like, peace out. I, I made a mistake, so I'm leaving. I give up. Right. And I just, it killed the character for me. I'm just like, that's not a man at all. Oh, a laser sword? Up. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he, he leaves because he made a mistake with, you know, Ben, you know, and yeah. everything. That, no, that's not a man to me. But this respected ice, you know, he passed away because of throat cancer, and that's what happens sometimes. It wasn't like, kill him off, get him out of here. It was, it was a progression that happens. But then they take Maverick off leading the team. You know, Maverick's supposed to be teaching these kids or these pilots, these younger pilots, you know, who are the best of the best, and they take him off the team. And they're like, you're not going to be the teacher anymore. You know, this guy comes in. He's very conservative. The new guy who's going to teach, he's going to get everybody killed. You know, everybody can see that if you're watching the movie. And then they're, they're briefing and they're talking about how they're <laughs> going to go slower. So <laughs> and they're like, well, you don't have to fly as fast or low to the ground and all this stuff that's more dangerous but makes it feel safer, but it's actually more dangerous. And there's the plane appears on the radar. And they're like, what's that? Yeah. And it's just like, Maverick uh, requesting green for range. They're like, um... I don't see you scheduled, but, but yeah, he's like, and then he lowers the time. So instead of this yeah. guy's going to increase it, say, Oh, you have more time. It's safer. It's okay. He's like, no, it's more dangerous. I'm going to lower the time. And he just crushes it. And you see all of that skill that you saw in the first movie has had 35, 36 years to just build and become competent and be still be dangerous. But he's now, showing him what a man's capable of, but yes. Mm. And it's so good. Cause instead of making him, you know, Oh, it's been 30 years and he's a drunk or, you know, he's fallen off and he needs to come back. It's like, no, this guy has spent 30 odd years yeah. refining his skill and he pulls off the run. He does everything perfectly. And it's funny because you know, that's going to happen when that scene starts. You're like, Oh, this is, but it's just, it's they, so good. It's you're on so your seat and you're oh like, my God. Let's that, go. Let's go. That, that was the scene I meant to tie back to. And it, it slipped my mind as I was yeah. going through it because that, that scene was so awesome. He's oh, like, so cause John Hamm to me is like society yeah. telling men, don't that, be that's too, who plays the guy, the new guy. Who's, yeah, he's who's the commander. Yeah. yeah, and he's like overseeing the program. And but he's like, to me, he's like society saying, you can't be that masculine. That's yeah. too dangerous. You can't do it. And Tom Cruise breaks protocol, steals steals a plane, and <laughs> steals a multi million dollar plane that they can't fly anymore because yeah. he got so much G force bent the yeah. metal. But then he he flies through that course and he puts on a full display of what a man in his full competency is capable of for yeah. all these young guys looking up to him mm -hmm. trying to learn from him and then all of a sudden you know they've been kind of mocking him a little bit he's the old guy and they're all at the top of their game rightfully so but he's there to teach them something else and they're and break them out of this shell that they're trying to be contained in by this yeah figure yeah. well he talks about you only you know the limits of your plane, but you don't know your limits. Yeah. And they yeah. don't know your it's limits. It's a powerful message. It's awesome. It was, oh man, that scene still just they, like, they, oh They man. nailed it. It was, it was perfect. And, and I, I love that because, you know, everything you said about being a man, but also how many of our sequels or things that are rebooted or things that are taken now, the guys are just like buffoons or, yeah. like, or like you guys were saying. And, and instead of taking a beloved character, like that's what I think they did to Luke Skywalker. And that's yeah. personally why I, my opinion on the new Star Wars is they weren't great is I couldn't stand they did that. And I know a lot of ink has been spilled. We'll, we'll talk about that on a later pod, I'm sure. But it was just so refreshing and awesome to see they're like, you know what this, you know what Maverick is now? He's the best. Mm -hmm. he, he's had, he's years. still the best. He cares. He's just, this is what he is. This is who he is, which, you know, the identity and he's going to rip it. He's, He's just found his so, final so form. Good. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to tie back to you were talking about ice, and I think uh, there's a very powerful um, expression of masculine relationships there too, because mm. it's like yeah. you see this this friendship, like they're texting through most of mm -hmm. most of the 
movie, you just see Ice kind of texting me. He's like, and hey, hey, what are you going to do about... You don't see that he... You don't know he has throat cancer right. for you a while. Right, you just see them so, texting. So you just see the texting, you're like, why are they just texting? But yeah. And, and Ice is like, you know... Tom basically is like, oh, why did you sign me up for this? This is stupid. I shouldn't be doing this. And he's like, they need you. And you wouldn't have come if I did if I didn't tell you in advance, right? <laughs> and then it's like, later he's like, hey, I need to see you. And he's like, now's not a good time. And he's like, that's an order. And like, basically he's like, you need to shut up and get over here. And yeah. and there's this very emotional scene where they're sitting in his office and for the, it's like almost a what, seven, eight minutes long yeah. scene. Mm -hmm. And Val Kilmer doesn't say anything until the last minute because yeah. he's, he's typing on this computer, but he knows Maverick's hesitancies it's you yeah. see this friendship that's grown over all these years of them being a wingman and he's like mm -hmm. he doesn't have to say a lot he types a couple sentences in the computer and and maverick basically goes through a whole self-discovery process yeah. Yeah. by ice just basically just giving him gentle nudges he's like you need to let go you need to you know yeah, and yeah there, there's that one part of that where he is he typed just let it go and he responds to it, and then he pauses, and he looks at the screen again, and then he keeps going. Like, he's like, it, and well, even, even Val Kilmer just kind of like points at the screen. Yeah, he's just, he's like, just like, there you go, there it here. is, look at it. And then the moment, it's just so amazing, because then the last thing you hear him say before he leaves is he's like, the Navy needs Maverick, those pilots need yeah. Maverick. And I think there's so many times in our lives we... We, you know, and we've been talking a lot about masculinity here, but us as a whole need to just hear we're needed and yeah. we're wanted. And there's so many things in the world these days that tell us you have no value or your life doesn't matter or only certain lives matter. And it's like having someone beside you, mm -hmm. whether that's a spouse or a friend going, this world needs you. And who you are. And who you it are. It means who you are is so important yes. because that's who Maverick is. And that's He's how, a Maverick. And that's how God designed us, right? Yeah. Like God has gives us inherent value. Mm -hmm. This is just, and again, you know, you can pull some parallels down where Ice is basically saying, you know, I, as a higher figure, am showing you how much value you have yeah. right now, right? And we can take that as the same thing that God gives us in saying, I believe yeah. in you and I have, you have value, right? And so... I just thought that was amazing. I thought the ice stuff was done really well. He does pass away. There's a very emotional scene of him, basic of Maverick burying him, and it's just it's very it's a very powerful depiction of friendship and what friendship and relationships can do in spurring you on. And, and I loved that. You know, you, those those guys loved each other. You know, and I feel like with homosexuality and transgenderism and everything, like talking about guys loving each other is such a weird, difficult thing to talk about now. And they just showed it perfectly. You right. know, it's two men who love each other, respect each other bond. deeply. They just, you can tell they have so much respect for each other. You know, at the very end, Ice makes a little joke, you know, and like lightens the mood and it's funny, but it's serious. And it was just a great depiction of a close, genuine male bond, mm. which I think we need more examples of because I don't know how many guys, you know, know how to have friends and how have guys that they're really close with and they love, but it's not like something but we'll weird. But will speak truth to them yeah. when they're being And also dumps. speak <laughs> truth, you know, and also guide them and stuff. And it's it's interesting how much guidance Maverick has through this. You know, Maverick, uh, th th you know, his love interest, you know, Tom Cruise movies, always got to have a love interest. And his love interest, which was really cool, is, you know, like we talked about how they didn't really emphasize like a feminine character to be feminine or be awesome because she's a girl or anything. But the women in it are just wise and smart and they're not overbearing. They're not, you know, jerks or arrogant or anything, but they're like, you can get through this. 
you can figure it out. I, I know you, I know you've got this. And they're encouraging and wise and helpful. It's really cool to see that too. Yeah, I see. I mean, the, the love interest is confident. She knows what she wants. She sets boundaries for herself and she owns her own bar and like yeah. is playful and playful with her femininity. She's not trying to be a man. Mm -hmm. She's just being a strong woman. And then Phoenix, who's the female pilot in the group, also strong. She's not yeah. trying to be one of the guys. She's powerful in her own body. Well, she is. I mean, she is kind of arrogant because they all are. They're all these like hotshot right. pilots yeah. and she's but just like not, them. But it's not a like, I'm better than you because no. I'm a woman. She's just like, she's confident in her skills. There's a power in that confidence, mm -hmm. right? And they could have easily done that. So many movies do it. Yeah. And you're almost just used to it. So like they could have totally got away with that. And the fact that they didn't do that, I just I respected. Her more, yeah. I was like, it was, yeah. She made, was cool. Yeah. Made the character way more likable. Well, and they didn't drop into the thing that where it's like, they could have had a whole subplot of you're overlooking me because I'm a woman or whatever. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, she was literally on the list from the beginning to go run this mission because of her yeah. skills and qualifications and nothing else. If, if this was star Wars, she would have been in a uh, hangman's position at the end. And she would have come in and killed all three planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so so at the end, like the you know they're facing off against the next generation of fighters, and you know they're trying to figure out how to destroy him and everything. And this guy, who the entire movie, you know, he's the he's the cocky, arrogant guy. You know, he's like what Ice was in the original, and he comes in and saves him. You know, and so Chase is what Chase is saying. If if they did it the other way, is instead of Maverick taking out two planes, and then you know you know. So this guy getting saved one. on the very last one, he's out of everything. He's yeah. done everything he can, and he's they're gonna to die. The max. Yeah, like, but he's he's been competent. Yeah, he's taken out yeah. two of these incredible he aircraft. Did everything old, perfectly in an yeah. F fourteen. Yeah, and yeah. but but what would happen if you know if they went the route of most movies? The girl would show up, just destroy every plane there is, yeah. win the entire day, and it was well, really cool. Yeah, while they're yeah. like petering out the whole time, yeah. right? Like right. just trying to hang on. Yeah, yeah they, it's so good. You know, um, that reminded me of something I was thinking about. And I'm, did you notice, did they, I don't think they ever said what country they were attacking. Nope. They, and it was, they kept they it ambiguous. They kept it ambiguous to not upset anybody probably. Well, well but it was cool. They, yeah, I, I actually liked it. And, and, and I couldn't remember, I know there was the whole Taiwan patch thing that got kind of China's hackles up. Oh, yes. yeah. And, and helped to delay this awesome uh -huh. movie from us. And, and so I don't know if there was any original country that it was supposed to be that also got changed. But I, I did kind of like it, and I and even tying into the theme that we were talking about, where they have this enemy, but it, they left it ambiguous, so it could kind of be any anything. Like mm -hmm. you don't know who you're preparing for, but it's out there, and and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the movie's not about who they're fighting. Yeah. The movie's about the pilots. Yeah, right. it's about I, Maverick. I, I thought and it the made characters. the movie better. Yeah, it well, did. Well, and I think the other thing I really enjoyed too was that the this movie really honors fighter pilots and people who choose to serve right like even the guys i will say like even the guys that are just like not just the guys that work the deck that just launch the planes mm -hmm. and receive the planes like they looked cool even like they're everyone gets their due and it's like there's this thing where lately it's felt like people like cops and 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 firefighters and all these guys have been getting so much like criticism and all of this downtroddenness and this like celebrates people who choose to serve right like yeah. people who are out there risking their life for their country or to protect people this movie really celebrates them and it's like this is the things that they're going through and mm -hmm. it's not like a oh they're terrible people or you know they just are so reckless and a waste of time which is what a lot of movies are doing you know they're bad people mm -hmm. it, that are just there to murder people it's like these guys like 
it's a celebration of these fighter pilots that go through all of this stuff. I They're thought it was heroes. really cool. And it was a cool theme because it really it does it the movie in its on the nose kind of plot points really values their lives because mm. the whole the whole plot of the mission they're training for and that they 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 complete is basically a suicide mission they you know until tom cruise shows them that it can be done but even then he he pushes like 10 g's mm -hmm. in that older f-18 at the end yeah. in the end of that F scene yeah no no no. i mean oh the first when one. he does that run the when he does the really run. great run to show him that it can is. be done yeah. he pulls 10 G's like he did in the very beginning of the movie with that prototype plane up in the, like, the atmosphere yeah, just going yeah. straight and and they're all just like left speechless but they um yeah they, they're doing this suicide mission and then the whole time you know he's he's harping on him he's like we're keeping them alive like that's that John Hamm like leaves that out and he's yeah. like no and keeping them alive that is and, a priority and and yeah in so many movies you know it's okay it's it's not the worst thing but they do show kind of a uh, Cynical, an expendable okay, yeah. kind of value to the troops, which is, in some sense, is pretty realistic. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we all kind of do value ourselves and our people we're with. Like that's mm -hmm. how we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we're willing to do like they do. You know, we realize the job's dangerous and you might not come home, mm -hmm. but we do care about coming home. You know. Yeah. It's a priority. And the, it's a priority, and they, they did a really good job of, of showing that and mm -hmm. keeping that like strong in the theme. So yeah, I, and I think I think Tom or Maverick constantly kind of being like, you, "We have to hit these times. You're dead. You're dead." Yeah. Like he's constantly reminding him. I mean, the you whole get to tell their family. Montage, yeah, that, that part that, that was that, so yeah. cool. That training don't, montage. Don't don't tell me. Tell what are you gonna tell their family? Yeah, yeah. your wingman's dead. What are you gonna tell? Don't tell tell me your excuse. Is that excuse gonna hold up when you tell their family they died under your you know leadership? Yeah, and that's like that was that whole training montage phenomenal as far as that was concerned. I thought it was just so good. I I really enjoyed you know and and we're I'm circling back a little bit to the discussion right. about how competent he was. Mm -hmm. None of the issues in the movie were due to inability. Yeah, it wasn't like the pilots were unable, and, and for a little bit they're unable to, but they're learning, you know. And, and so you, you give them some some mm -hmm. grace, and then you know Maverick the entire time. The problem with him is not that he's you know in in a, unable to do things. He is you know he shows it in that scene, and that's why that scene's so powerful because you're like this guy can do whatever he wants. He's probably the greatest pilot in the world in this movie. Like mm -hmm. there's no I don't know how you could ever be better, you know. And so so it's incredible, and he does such a good job. And I really like that it wasn't that they had these flaws. It wasn't that the characters had these big flaws that was causing the issues. It's that they'd been through things, you know, with, with goose dying, you know, mm -hmm. and this kid has, you know, his, his dad dies with his dad's best friend and he's got this weird relationship. And then the best friend pulls his papers. So he can't be a fighter, you well, know, so there's all the, and he's conservative because his dad died because Maverick was, not Going, very conservative, was, was, right? Um, was borderline reckless. Yes. He wasn't so we see badly that, reckless. We see that rooster a lot yeah. where he's just always a little pulled back. He's always like a little reserved, right? Yep. Until the end. Yeah, right. and and so I thought it was cool that it wasn't it wasn't denigrating to any of the characters. No. You know, Rooster had a reason to be conservative, and it was an issue, but you knew why it was, and, you, and it may, it's not like he's a loser. It's like, oh, that's a really hard thing to overcome. The stuff Maverick's overcoming is this guilt and this difficulty with this, you know, pilot, this kid that he sees as a kid and everything. So there are these difficult situations that 
you know, I've seen so many movies where there's a difficult situation. I'm like, this is difficult because the person is stupid. <laughs> like the, the main character is very dumb mm. and that is why this situation has happened. But it's not because anyone was dumb. It's not because someone's stupid or a loser. It's because that stuff happens. Bad things happen and it's been a difficult ride and they're working really hard to be competent and overcome it with all of their skill. And that was such a cool story to see. Mm. And then they succeed. And, and you know what else is really cool? I just remembered. He, he comes back alive, and so many movies would kill him off. That was my bet. And my bet going into this movie James was Bond dead. just did that back in December. Can we talk about that decision for a bit? Well, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Because he tells her, <laughs> you know, they have this they, they, they have this conversation, him and... and um, the love interest, Penny. Jennifer Connelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they've, they've dated off and on before, and he keeps, you know, he goes on missions or deploys... And then, you know, they can't continue the relationship. It's too hard. She keeps, he keeps leaving or going to some other station mm -hmm. and it's, you know, they like each other, but he keeps kind of letting her down because of what he does, but also, you know, and then, but he tells her, I'm going to come back this time and I'm not going to leave you again. Mm -hmm. And that line in any of most other movies would set it up for, he's going to die. Mm. And well, he even says that to his like, what's the guy? Yeah. The if I see, if guy. I don't see you again, yeah, yeah. 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 They kind of tease yeah, that, yeah. but I, I love that they, he comes back, and it kind of solidifies that that competency. Mm. Like okay. he does what he needs to do, and he stays alive. He's not just reckless. Like that would have been his, that would have been the downfall of the theme to me a little bit if mm. they just made him so reckless that he has to sacrifice himself to be reckless. And but at least he's sacrificing himself while being reckless. But no. He he kept he kept his his uh, his competency up and mm -hmm. to the point where he's successful and he can come home. I mean, he had to be saved at the end, but it was like it, we said, it wasn't because he really failed in anything. He ran out of ammo, yeah. <laughs> and he was he ran, all odds were against him, well, and, and he was he, he was he victorious. Was taking down so the most advanced fighter, yeah, and yeah. he's taking down the most advanced fighter jets in the world with a gun. Like the gun on his plane is yeah, what he's yeah. destroying these things with, and not I, missiles. And I just love that ending. I just love that okay. he comes back, and it's this movie's just uplifting on all fronts. Okay, yeah. they didn't that that, and it, it wouldn't have been the worst thing if they did. You know, it just it's like every other movie though, and well, I and this, I made me happy. This I I love the Mavericks. I'm like yes, all the Top Guns. Give me more time. Yeah. Make it like Mission Impossible. I want to see you know. <laughs> well, it's not even I for a sequel. I just I know, like, but no, and I I liked it. I did think that in this case, if they killed him, it could have been really good too. I don't think yeah. it would have been a bad decision to kill him. That was the only moment. Look, I know it's, there's a lot, if anyone's a Navy pilot or a fighter pilot in general, they know there's a lot of silliness in the movie, but as an audience member, it doesn't seem silly. You know, like if you actually read about the Top Gun program, most of them are like nerds about airplanes and flying an airplane is all math. So right. math people are generally what? Nerds. Nerds. Right. Yeah. So so that's what a lot of it is. It's not you don't get a lot of actual Mavericks like Maverick is. So if you're a Navy person, you watch it, you're like, yeah, this is kind of silly. But as an audience member, you don't really see that. The only time that it got a little silly, and they could have included one short scene to make it not as silly, uh, was when, you know, he gets hit. And I thought that him getting hit and sacrificing was another show of his competency. Because oh, he, he does that because like, he did it. Cause, air cause, yeah, it was does, really cool. He does an incredible move Rooster. with his plane to save this to save Rooster. And it's like it's not something where it's oh sacrifice. It's like, holy cow. He just pulled off an incredible move, hit flares. And, and so it was tough for me because if they would have killed him in that moment, it would have been his competence and his sacrifice. And I would have been yeah. OK with it. 
it got a little silly almost with both of them getting shot down and both of them being just fine because Rooster ends up getting shot down because he goes back to save Maverick. And they're but both a, shot down, and they're both fine. When he's like, I did not sacrifice myself so that you could end up down here on the round. <laughs> what were you thinking? And he's like, you told me not to think. That's a great <laughs> so conversation. Let, let me, let I'm me willing hit. to forgive it, though, because it got a little silly. Yeah. But then they did a great job with it, and there were some awesome moments, and it was really cool. The one thing I would have liked to see, and maybe they included it. I might have seen it. I think I might have seen it if he ejects right because he knew he was going to get hit. And there's an earlier scene in the movie where a guy saves his wingman by flying in front of the plane that's locked on. So, you know, there's the plane is there's -hmm. the plane. That's the good guys. And they're locked on by the bad guys. And then the, the pilot earlier in the movie flies in front of the bad guys to take the lock and save the good guys, but then gets killed himself, you know, or in the training it's, you know, they call it a kill. You're fine. But you know, it would so they, they may have done it, but seeing Maverick pull because he knew what he was doing yeah. would have been an added thing of cool because it's like he's so competent, he knows how to sacrifice himself, yeah. but also survive. And maybe that's what they did. But L- let me um let me hit with one more thing. Just it might make more sense why I th- think mm-hmm. this was better. So the it's really hard to have relationships in the military. Mm-hmm. So that whole conflict they were having what w- made so much sense to me because mm-hmm. every relationship I ever had in the Marine Corps or afterwards when I was still deploying uh, privately failed miserably. Mm-hmm. And I've watched so many relationships fail because... Are you talking like friendships or like no, romantic relationships? romantic relationships. Okay. Um, and it's really, really tough. And so that situation they're in that's really realistic like okay. the fact that they were still like on the terms they were was mm-hmm. nice to see and it maybe the more realistic thing is them not being able to pull it through which is why i liked it because it's kind of tragic mm-hmm. and some people make it work and it's always really great and they always have like the best relationships mm-hmm. and so it was really good to see that highlighted verse it not working out okay. because he just can't do it for her mm-hmm. Or them having to kill him. And then, like, you know, it's like every hero has to be a dead hero. Mm-hmm. You know, in so many movies, it's yeah, that's always a little tragic. Yeah. So I just really appreciated mm-hmm. just the more uplifting message of this can be done. You yeah. can do this because it can be done. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good to do hard things. Yeah. So Well, and we see, we see, I mean, that whole ending scene is him and Rooster working on a plane together. So... That it's showing them having worked working on their relationship and then before we see that scene you know maverick goes back to the bar to try to like go talk to the girl like you yeah. it's the stereotypical one where you're mm-hmm. like he's gonna go surprise her at work and they're yeah. gonna kiss right and then she's just gone she like <laughs> she's like she went on a a sailing trip with her daughter and it's it's kind of empowering because it's like she wasn't just waiting around for him because she didn't know, and so and she can't stop her life for a guy, right? Like that's and she's not, been there before. Yeah, she's she knows that that's not healthy for her family, mm-hmm. and she also knows that it's not going to do her any good just sitting around waiting to find out if he died or not. So they they go on a trip, but then mm-hmm. you know that last scene is you know Rooster and Maverick are working on this plane together, and then all of a sudden he sees the daughter. So there's it's also cool to see that. It's not just some single hot girl. It's like yeah. it's a the the Penny the the love interest has baggage and they work through it. Like she has a whole daughter and the daughter's like skeptical. She even calls Maverick out. She's like, "Don't break her heart again." Yeah, like which the scene leading up to that's also so great. So funny. 
But um, I think it's just good because, like you said, it's it's them working through hard things. It's not this storybook ending of, like, her sitting and waiting in the bar for him to show back up or, you know, Rooster just, like, all of a sudden mm-hmm. being like, okay, I forgive you. It's like they're working through stuff, and that's more realistic. Things happened, and that's yeah. what caused it. It wasn't just, oh, randomly, oh, okay, fine, we're good. It was things happened, and people did things, and that's what led to the rectifying and the resolution of these relationships. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. It was, and and look, I'm happy he survived. I loved that part. I was a little bit like, okay, come on. They're both going to get hit by missiles and be fine. Yeah. But, you know, it, it happens, and maybe they both ejected early. And the hype you know, of the F-14 they, they fight later oh, is oh totally God. Well, I was, I was really afraid in that scene when they, they meet up in the snow. I was like, oh, no, it's going to be some weird, like, behind enemy lines. Like, yeah, I they, was, they're going to go real tactical or something. But then he steals an F-14 <laughs> that's left over in that hangar, and it's like this callback to the original He's like, I know what to do with this thing. He's like, I can fly this. Yeah, Rooster's it's so like, awesome. I don't, this thing is so It's a piece old. of junk. Like, <laughs> he calls so it great. a museum piece. He's like, yeah. why are we flying a museum piece? And Maverick's like, this is my place. Yeah, my this. place. I belong here. Yeah. It was yeah. it was awesome. It the was whole third cool. act, all of the fighting, like there's some incredible shots mm-hmm. all the way up until they actually go on mission, right? And then it's like the filmmakers just pull out all the stops. It's like they're, they're, yeah. they've been training on these like wide open spaces with like virtual training mm-hmm. basically of this canyon. Virtual parameters. Right. Yeah. But then it's like when they show you these shots, which again, as we stated at the beginning of this movie, all of the flying is practical. There's yeah. no CGI planes. So they have these pilots actually flying through this canyon at 100 feet or less and shooting up this wall and then rolling over and diving down and doing all of these things. And it's just gorgeous. And then, so they complete the run, right? And they do the, the, I I will say it was very much a dark death star run where it's like, they got to shoot the missile. It was, it was, which was cool. Totally down for it. Yeah. But then they fly up and they're trying to escape. And then it's like literally just surface to air missiles going off everywhere. And it's just, it's that like, scene was cool. You see all these them, was, like the, them communicating and they're talking over each other, trying mm-hmm. to like keep each other alive. They're like, go, 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 go! No, I'm, I've got you. And they're like, yeah. they're talking, and you got, and like you feel frantic, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They communicated the franticness of if you were getting shot with literally hundreds of surface-to-air missiles, what would the comms look like? It's not just this like cool collective like to do. It's like people are like yelling and trying to communicate yeah. and it does this wide shot and you just see all of these missiles and the planes just like flying that shot. around and you're Ooh. like, Oh my gosh. So good. Well, and what I liked about that too. And one thing I liked to go back to, uh, we're talking about some real steak here. I like my steak to be uh, a good steak and not have a bunch of extra pieces that are unnecessary on it. Mm. And like, we all watched the Batman. I think we saw that one together. Yes. Loved that movie. Very good movie. Had a lot of extra pieces on it. Yes. This movie I felt was very efficient. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, like, if you're like, we need to cut time on this, what could scene could we take out? I don't know how many, because... I mean, the... Every scene uh, was either gorgeous or, you know... Served a purpose served, for the It plot. either served a purpose or it was just, like, the, you know, he, he crashes a... Or he doesn't crash it. He flies a plane at the beginning. It's a test pilot. That's what he's doing at the beginning of the movie. And he's flying this test plane. He gets to Mach 10, and they're like, stop, that's all you need to do. And then he's like, no, I'm going to keep going. And he keeps you going. you to find my limits. Yeah, and it destroys the plane because he's going so fast, it burns it up and everything. And it's like, that scene is maybe not... You don't need all that time, but also it looks so cool. Well, it's just it's, so fun. But it's like, I wouldn't take that out. So I felt like it was a really 
efficient movie because they've the extra pieces in there were all really well done, you know. And so everything I was like, what are you going to take out? And so it was an efficient. I was I, there was no piece I would have wanted to miss. I'm happy I you know was able to go through the entire thing because I really need to go to the bathroom halfway through. I was like, I'm not leaving. And yeah. I was rewarded for that. And it was yeah. awesome. And I really appreciated that. I mean, the only thing you could maybe argue was the the beach volleyball slash Yeah, but that's a classic callback. But you have to, right? It's like you yeah. have to half the ladies in the audience came for the volleyball <laughs> scene, right? And it's like they do a slight twist on it. It's not just a repeat. They're playing dogfight football or something like that. Spe- speaking which of dogfight football, really fun. I don't know it, what's going on. They had on, two but, footballs. You're yeah. on offense and defense at the same time. It's crazy. Did that scene at all? Because they did have some. They zoomed out a little bit on a couple of the the football. The, the what was dogfight football, whatever they called it. I feel like it looked a little bit like that Sam, you know, the yeah. service to air missile when they zoom out and all the planes are, they look a little similar. And There's I, so I felt like going it's cool everywhere. how they, you know, they built up so many things mm-hmm. and then they have you, is he going to die? Oh, no, no. Cause I didn't want him to die. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense. But I was like, eh, I don't want him to. And they let him live. It was, man, it was so good. I really enjoyed it. I loved those decisions that they made and I loved the foreshadowing pieces and, Sometimes foreshadowing is foreshadowing what's going to happen in the story. And sometimes it's just having parallel scenes. Like mm. the dogfight football is crazy and hectic. And you see all these, they zoom out for part of it. And all these crazy things are happening. Everyone's going everywhere. And then they zoom out for the plane scene where everyone's flying away and trying to survive. And you yeah. hear the comms. And it just is so similar. And it's cool how they foreshadow that happening and, and in plot. the movie in the with the cameras. Well, and just, I mean... Obviously, it's like an opportunity for Tom to show that he's still ripped. Like, oh my The gosh. guy's what? Very like, impressive. He's got to be in his 59, 59 I think. 60s, and yeah. the dude's well, so jacked. The contrast still. between him and Val Kilmer, <laughs> and they're probably not that far apart in age. No, right. No. And Val Kilmer, shocking. like, he Val- doesn't look terrible, but he doesn't look great. But, like, Tom Cruise, like, running around with his shirt off, and you're like, yeah, dude. He looks good. I will say, uh, because we saw the preview for Mission Impossible also, and he look, you know, looks ne- pretty the similar. The new two-part Mission Impossible. Yep. You, you walked out in the very beginning, and you missed this. Um, before the actual movie started, there was a clip of Tom Cruise talking, saying, like, hey, we've been working on this movie for 10 years. I really hope you enjoy it. And he looks more old in that. He still looks really good. Yeah. But you can actually see his age a little bit better in that yes. because he's not done up to be Maverick. You know, his hair uh-huh. is more gray. And right. you can see his, like, wrinkles on his face more. But he's, and the guy's aging pretty great. Yeah. We could all be blessed to age like that. Yeah. Well, I think he might be using his money to assist with some of his aging. <laughs> yeah, there might be some stem cells involved. Yeah, or there's yeah. probably a lot of stuff. But, hey, I you know, I got to admit, it's funny because Tom Cruise, you know, he's Scientologist. Like, personal life is kind of weird and everything. And he's definitely kind of a weirdo. But he's been making awesome movies. Yeah. The last couple of Mission Impossibles have been great. And I can't think of another actor whose sequels get better. Because I thought yeah. I thought as top the original Top Gun's great. I thought this as a movie was a better movie, and the Mission Impossible's kind of number two, kind of number three. You know, people weren't as big on, and they've slowly been getting to be really great action movies with yeah. good characters and story. So well, it's kind of cool to never, see that. You can never say about Tom Cruise that he does not go full tilt oh, on yeah. whatever he's doing. Right, like yeah. even him running, like the runs a joke, but the man just he doesn't fake run. The man. Runs, He's a very right? good runner. And that's the same thing. Like he learned in Mission Impossible how to fly a helicopter. Yeah. He has his own plane that he flew in the movie. The plane at the end is his. That's so cool. The, it's like the, the plane he, he flies at the end fly. is the civilian version. It's a restored civilian version of a P 51 Mustang, the iconic 
fighter plane from World War II, and man, it looks so good. Any plane nerds, just go see the movie. Yeah. Because the planes are awesome. He, yeah. It's like the man is dedicated to trying to represent whatever he's doing the best. It's like he's the first guy, he's the first civilian ever to do a halo drop. Like that also in... Uh, yeah, Mission in, Impossible. In five, he I did think, or that, six. No, what yeah, is it, 20,000, 2,000? Oh, he did a halo drop in real life? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a 30-something thousand foot, yeah, foot drop. Did, really you never did those, did you? <laughs> okay. That's what, SEAL no. stuff or whatever? Like There might be some Marines who do it at some of the higher, like MARSOC mm-hmm. or something, which is like Marines, kind of like special yeah. special forces, not the right term, but um, special operations, I guess. Yeah. Right. And, and they're that higher tier and they, they might do that kind of stuff. Cause I know like just recon guys or jump qualified, mm-hmm. at least they go to airborne school. And so the higher guys, they may, yeah, they may employ some of those tactics. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know any actually. So, well, we've got, uh, just, uh, we're going to wrap up here soon, but are there any final thoughts? Are there, is there anything you would have changed or any, uh, different takes on things that were like, well, what if they had done this instead? Thoughts on no, that? No, but uh, I will. I will concede that in in some ways this movie is better than the original. However, I don't. I don't know if it'll ever be as iconic as the original. Probably not. That's fair. Totally fair. But um, and and the new movie needs the original to hit home. Yes, mm-hmm. but, absolutely. But but all the themes we we're talking about in the new one, the first one doesn't have so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is really strong in that, which makes it in some ways a better movie. Mm. And I I I mean to me I. You can't separate them. I think they're together now, and they're awesome together. Yes. You know. Well, we're probably not going to have more. Like this. I mean, a Top Gun three wouldn't. I mean, maybe, but it probably won't have. Which means I don't know. It's really unique to have just a two movie thing, and they're they work together so well. So yeah, I think this it's going to be probably awesome. aside from like like trilogies we've had in the past, but like come from stories we know, like Lord of the Rings or something. Mm-hmm. This might be my favorite sequel ever to a movie like mm. including like like the matrix those sequels are yeah. not as good as you know yeah. right. i thought this was a fantastic sequel mm-hmm. when sequels get you know justifiably crapped on because they, they yeah. do fall so short a lot of the time That's they're kind of really kind of capitalizing on the success of the original that was popular and it's like how can we milk this story for more money or whatever mm-hmm. you know and get butts in seats but this this was great everyone should go see this movie it's yeah. so good yeah well, and I, I, I guess one question would be, is this worth going to the theater to see? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Planes, we flying. didn't even, well, and it's like, I can't even imagine, we were in a theater that the sound system wasn't like the best sound system that the theater had. We were had. in one of the smaller rooms. One of the smaller yeah. ones. So it's like, you could still feel everything, but I bet if you were in like an IMAX. Or, I want to go to or like a nice. a Dolby Atmos yeah, one. Yeah. One of those, it, man. You just hear those thrusters like. You're going to feel it. Yeah. You're Unless you're shaking. blessed with a really nice home theater. Yeah, go, go But I wouldn't it. wait that long. I wouldn't I mean, see it sooner. It's good <laughs> enough you want to see it now, you know? Yeah. And it's. I think it, I think it's a Paramount movie. So, uh, maybe. But or if it's a Paramount movie, Sony, you got to have Paramount too. Plus anyway, which is 10 bucks a month, yeah. five or 10 bucks a month. So just go, go see it in the theater. Mm. It's an awesome movie. It's one of those movies that you want to be like, good job, Hollywood. Well, we want to pay you money. Yeah, and it's like it. you feel good afterwards, right? Like, yeah. That was the thing. I is felt great. Chase, it's, <laughs> it's like awesome. you feel amped up. You feel encouraged. Like yeah. it's it's a very different take for Hollywood. I, I felt very it's happy. Like, just yeah. like just a lot of good stuff. It was. Yeah. I, I loved how, I mean, if we're doing last takes, I did love how at the end he goes back to her, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of, 
he's not going to be flying anymore. That implies that he's kind of done, right? right? Like if he let it, he let it go, you know, he's he's he wants to be on this mission the entire movie. You know, there's this super dangerous mission. That's what they do. That's what they're training for. And he wants to be on it. And he finally gets on it. He flies, but it kind of hurts his relationship with his love interest. And then when he goes back, it's kind of implying, you know, he's working on his own plane and stuff. It's like kind of implying that he's done, which is a great, I think that for just about any hero, just about any person, you know, I think what is it? 95% of people in history, in the world history have gotten married or something Mm -hmm. like marriage is a good next step. And that's Mm -hmm. part of continuing your journey and your adventure. And so to see him be like, okay, we're going to let this go and we're going to go to this step, even though he's older, I think that's really cool. And I, it makes me appreciate that character more because we want to see our characters progress. Yeah. And you made that point about competence. And so he's continually progressing. Yeah. And I think it, it, it speaks really well to how valuable it is to be a mentor and how rewarding it can be, mm-hmm. especially if, like, his character, you are really stuck and you don't want to let go because it's it's your passion or, or it is who you are, but you are kind of at the end and you watch him kind of become fulfilled through mentoring these young pilots who are good and you've just showed him how to be a little bit better and you're comfortable leaving them with the torch, you know, the metaphorical torch passing. And it was a great, a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of the next generation coming, the the older generation passing on what they know, you know, passing their knowledge and their wisdom, and then being able to, to leave on good terms, satisfied with what they've accomplished and it's supposed to be how they've left the next generation, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think in the future we're going to have a segment where we kind of do like devil's advocate on ideas or philosophies. But I mean, like this movie this was pretty hard. I think we all so just... good that I'm like, <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know have what anything. I would... the, the only thing was if they would have killed him off. But I think Chase, Chase made great points. Yeah, like, you guys kind of I'm happier about it. that he did. They did. Yeah. So I mean, I think it could have worked. But at the same time, I don't think it needed to. Like that was the expectation, which I almost was glad I was wrong about. Like, because I thought this was going to be like a Guardian 2.0. Did you guys ever watch The Guardian with yeah. uh, Kevin Costner? Yeah. I, that was my assumption is that's hey, what I mean. They Maverick always goes to mentor yeah. and then he has to sacrifice mm-hmm. himself. To, and I was like, as soon as he tr- goes to save rooster, I'm like, okay, he's dead. We'll have a very sad scene where mm-hmm. the love interest is crying and roosters crying and we're done. And it's like, no, yeah. I mean, granted, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Tom well, look, Cruise die in a movie. So it's like, <laughs> that's a great example of a movie though. Cause remember that movie, Kevin Costner, didn't he have like a failed marriage because of what he was yeah. doing? He had, and he, he, was, he had a lot of difficulties. He had and a lot he, of flaws. He just kind of tragically dies doing what he's passionate about, but it's mm-hmm. tragic because it's cost him a marriage. He can't give it up. He can't yeah. give it up and it's cost him a marriage. He's it's just, it's not a message I would want to like pass on to people to show them you know, well, it's, it's a fair story. A fullness, right? No, that's, that's great movie, Northman a great story. Is. You have to have stories like that that show what happens if you don't give it up. Yeah. And sacrifice but, is not something to be shamed. I mean, there's great meaning. value in sacrifice mm-hmm. and meaning to it. It's just, I, it's more of like a, my general criticism of like Hollywood tactics well, and, mes- wasn't and their, as good and in their messaging. It wasn't as good of a movie. And that's yeah. part of the reason why they didn't nail that sacrifice, but Anyway, yeah. well, and I think I think like Chase is saying, it's it's showing him how he, he had to be like kind of broken, you know, mm-hmm. like they couldn't also have him just have a good marriage. It's yeah. like they yeah. they stack all these things. Well, he couldn't be fully competent, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's I mean we see that it's that final thing. It's like Val Kilmer is saying you got to let it go, and you 
it's a theme that you think is only related to rooster right like he's talking about you gotta let rooster fly you gotta let him like yeah. be free and stuff but it's like he's also kind of like you're still a captain you're still trying to get these missions you're still trying to go out and and do these things and he's like you gotta let it go man like you gotta move on to the next step and it's like val kilmer has a whole family and you see all these photos of his kids his mm -hmm. kids are out in the back playing and yes he's fighting cancer but he's still he's he's got the balance right and yeah. and and Maver that's one of the things maverick has to learn is like mm -hmm. okay i've got to stop putting myself in these crazy situations if i really want to be with this woman who i keep going back to like over yeah. have a rich life that's yeah. full because yeah. you can't do that forever and then if you ignore it, what are you left with when it's done? Yeah. Yeah. You know, depression, alcoholism, yeah. you know, it's like, and the movie did not leave you with that. Right. It was awesome. He it's matured. So yeah. yeah. Was, that was Love great it. to see. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, second episode of Real Steak. We dove into a, a fantastic movie and I kind of was very pleasantly surprised i didn't think it was going to be bad but i didn't think i was going to love it this much and i mean this podcast is almost a little harder because all i want to do is gush about how great this movie <laughs> yeah. is the, so. the only hot take i have is go see it multiple times yes go see it multiple times <laughs> usda prime amen ribeye yep. love it all of the things you want thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode of real steak